0: Football season isn't going the way we want it to. Some things you can't rely on. Some things you can't trust. Marcos Garza is not one of those things. I'm proud to partner with him for the Reeds Ranch podcast. If you find yourself or a loved one or a friend needing legal representation this football season, do the smart thing. Trust the Garza law firm. He won't let you down. He won't overthrow you. He won't underthrow you. He'll just throw it to you. 865-540-8300. That's the phone number online 24/7 at garzalaw.com garzalaw.com 865-540-8300 East Tennessee's premier dui defense lawyer criminal defense lawyer and personal injury lawyer before you say guilty say garza i mean this is the last stand <laughs>
2: Eleven in a row.
1: Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Enough. Eh,
2: eh, thirty-eight in a row. As in thirty-eight on this point when we were whipping that ass.
3: Ranch gang, stand up.
2: The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes.
1: Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. <laughs>
4: What up? What up? What
0: up? What up? How is everybody tonight? Hopefully, well. We are winding down. I gotta be honest. The uh, the time change, the the darkness, the long week has uh, you know made me a little. Hesitant to want to, you know, really do this tonight, but we shall press on because we are seven and two. We keep winning. We look okay. It's a big game. Second place in the East on the line. And at least at game time, we will still be alive for the SEC East. Will that be the case? At the end of Saturday, I don't know, but it's a big deal that Tennessee is still alive. And until Tennessee is no longer alive for the SEC East, we are operating full steam ahead. Just going to show up and play a big game in Missouri on CBS, which is pretty funny that this game is on CBS. Somehow it seems to find its way on CBS way too often, and maybe I went too often just that one other time in 2016, but either way. Seth's on the way, but I'll go ahead and start running through some calls by myself. Connor, you're up first. What's up, Connor? John, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, brother. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. I got a bush latte in my hand and I'm feeling okay. I but, have just poured my first vodka sprite zero and I'm right there with you. Hey, there you go. Buzzing with the boys. There's nothing better. But nonetheless, Joe Milton, I think he can get it done for us this weekend against Old Missouri. You know, I'm I didn't like Alabama. I didn't call in. I was still in the still in the heartbreak mode since Alabama, but you know what? Screw Missouri. Screw them damn Tigers. Screw whatever the hell they got to say. We're going to go into Columbia. It might be cold as hell. Who knows with Columbia. But we're going to beat the living shit out of them. And we're going to stomp a mud hole in their ass and walk it dry, John. Okay. A lot of people agree with your sentiment. A lot of people are operating as if Tennessee is going into Missouri and going to kick some ass. Stomp a mud hole and walk it dry. Because, I mean... Oh, it's Missouri. They got a good defense. I mean, they got a good offense, blah, blah, blah. They're scoring this many points a game. Well, guess what? Tennessee's going to score more than them, and they're going to stop them lousy motherfuckers. Sorry for my language. I shouldn't be saying that. But nonetheless, I mean, they don't have anything. They only scored 21 on Georgia. I mean, if they can only score 21 on Georgia, they're probably going to score 30 on us. And guess what? I believe with Joe Milson playing these past three games, he's going to be able to get it done. That's just my personal opinion. And then if Joe Mill don't get a gun, the boys in the backfield are going to get it done. You got Jalen Wright and Daniel and
4: Dylan Simpson, and he's going to just run it, run it up their damn throat.
0: Well, now, well, first of all, I've, I've never heard run it up somebody's throat. I've always heard run it down someone's throat. Well, we're different. I don't know if we're, we're just gonna... built different, I don't know if we're gonna, Yeah, I don't know if we're going to try something different by running it up someone's <laughs> throat. I don't know what the <laughs> oh, implications are there. But, Seth, welcome in, my friends. Hello. Oh, hello, hey, hello. Seth, nice of you to show up. Sorry for taking I, your spotlight, Seth. I, I, was, I didn't mean I to be me the co-host. I was here on time. I was like
1: I was like got in there like 802.
0: What are your thoughts on Connor saying we're gonna run it up Missouri's throat? I was just enjoying which I think it. he meant to say up their ass, but said up their throat instead. I, I got I got I got the figure of speech mister Up, John. You know I got my latte. Right. You no know. The Bush latte's got the best of you. I
1: was just enjoying listening to, to Connor set
0: the tone. And, the, hey, tone, the tone has been set. And I got to say this, brother Sloth, brother Sloth. I know they were all shacking up at old sauce man corner the other day. You know, Josh Heupel was out there and all that. You know, I know he had to make a bunch of bunk beds. But I think the boys are off it. I think I think they might have had a few bitch lattes in that second half against Alabama. And then they proved themselves against UConn last week. Three defensive touchdowns really, really got me excited for this game. You know – I mean it's Missouri. Come on. It was like, no the game, the were making me mad. The game served its purpose, Seth. We scheduled Yukon exactly for this reason. Tennessee whipped the hell out of Missouri, and now everyone is fired up thinking there's no way they head to Missouri and lose. I agree. The I UConn agree. game served its purpose. Yep. Hey, and I'll tell you this. I know y'all don't have the faith. I listened to the podcast earlier on. You know, I mean, I listened to your radio show earlier on. You don't have a lot of faith in Lane Kiffin, and I don't either. But I will be pulling for the boy for the first time since he's left Tennessee. So I will say that nonetheless. I hope he gets it done. He probably won't because he's a no-good piece of shit.
1: He also coaches at Ole Miss.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's also coaching at Ole Miss and going to Georgia. Yeah, I mean, yeah hotty toddy. You know, I'm Lane Ole Kiffin.
5: Is- I really turned around this, blah, blah, blah. Lane Kiffin ain't shit. He can go stick that visor up his ass and go call it a day.
0: Stick it up his ass and down his throat. All right, Connor, <laughs> talk to you later, brother. Thanks for getting right, started. Thanks. Yeah, maybe not fair, like you are saying, to, to Judge Lane Kiffin. He's at old Miss. Feel free to keep banging all your shit around. It's not like Yeah, it's I don't want to hear it
1: from you. You make a racket every week.
0: Not at the beginning. Getting the
1: ice out of your damn cooler.
0: Not at the beginning. Let's get Matt. Matt is in Missouri. He's been warning
3: us about this game all year. Matt, what's up, brother?
0: Well, to be fair,
3: I warned about it, but I said we would still win, and it'd be closer to what people thought. So, I do want Correct. some credit for that. So... First of all, no, first of all, congrats on the
1: engagement, brother Matt.
3: Thank you, brother. Um, I appreciate it. Me and the lady are thrilled, um, unfortunately, and you can call me a pussy if you want, but I'm living 90 minutes away. I will not be there Saturday because the engagement party just happens to be during the game. was hoping we could wrap it up early and make it out there, but unfortunately, we didn't get the night game. CBS, for some reason, chose us versus Missouri instead of the George Ole Miss game. Um, big game, John, are you going to be there? Oh yeah, I'm going to be front and center. Well,
0: as well you Fresno should and accounted for.
3: As well you should and we know when Big Game John shows up, he's in the house, Vols usually lately. prevail.
0: Lately when we show up, lately when we show up, Tennessee loses.
3: Lately when I'm there, Tennessee loses. I haven't seen a win in a while. Well, the difference is well, on the, road. Uh, the difference is um This game is already predetermined because the only stat that matters is we are Tennessee and they are Missouri. They are not a real SEC school. They are not a real SEC fan base. They crumble under the pressure every single time they play in a big game like this, and they're scared shitless to play us. I know that just being surrounded by their fans. They know the score of the last two years. And um, I think if you want to break down the game, which I'm not going to get into all that, but – if you pressure Brady Cook, the game's over. He folds under pressure Anytime we get a pass rush. I know it hasn't been what it's been all season the past two weeks, but I foresee James Pierce eating this weekend. Um, Tyler Barron's going to eat this weekend. I think uh, they don't have Luther Burden at 100%. Score prediction. I'll give us our first score prediction of the night. Um, I'm going to say we pour points on We're going to run all over him. I say 42 Twenty-four volts. I, like I like it. 42-24 like
0: volts. So a a similar game to what they did to Kentucky is what you're predicting we do to them.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, what's been the knock against Tennessee the past two years is that we don't always travel, especially when there's an atmosphere. I think we got over that hump this year with the Kentucky yeah, game. Yeah, you can say that again. We have not traveled very well. I think we got over that with the Kentucky game this year. Yeah, I'm my speaker. Is he here, Seth?
0: He, are you here? Matt, are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Maybe Matt just went away. All of a sudden it went dark. I didn't know if my connection had messed up. No, I was saying, I think we got the uh, Matt's connection that messed we up. Got
3: the road issues out of the way with the Kentucky game. All right, so so I far, think we... two callers, both optimistic. Yeah, and a shout, out to shout out to Connor for bringing the energy with the first call. It's not an easy thing to do. It's good Go to ahead, Seth. What the hell is going on out here? You talking over him.
1: You start talking over Matt. He's a oh, well, no, no, no. It cut, uh, that's what I was asking if you guys are still here. Oh, it Matthew, can you hear him? Can you hear him?
3: No, I can't hear Matt at all. No, I can't hear Matt at all.
0: He's
1: still talking. I'll let you know when he's done. Matt, please continue.
3: It's okay. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'm a $10 patron. I got to up my pledge if I'm going to so get those kind of liberties. That means you get to
1: keep talking. That means you get to keep talking.
3: <laughs> okay. No, Um. I was just saying, Uh. oh, man, John made me lose oh, my train oh, oh. of thought. It's okay. That's okay. I don't want to sit on here and take everybody else's time tonight, but um, if anybody's making their way out to Missouri, hit me up. I'll give you some tips of some fun stuff to do while you're watching us kick Missouri's ass. Again, love you, boys. Appreciate you I love you, on and I love you, Matthew. Have fun at the party. Appreciate it, brother. Have a great rest of your night. Love you, Matt. Sorry, I don't know why the hell I can't hear you no more. I didn't mean to keep
0: talking over you. My fault, everybody. I can hear Seth. Let's see if I can hear, sorry, Mark, Garrett to the front of the line as a patron, patreon.com slash reads Let's get Fott and Garrick in here. Hopefully I can hear Garrick. Garrett, can I hear you? Well, you're unmuted right now. Unmute your mic. You think you would know that by now.
6: I I'm I'm here, John. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can hear you. I don't know what the hell happened with Matt. Awesome. But happy to Good hear deal. you. Good deal. Good evening. I love Garrick's voice. Good so evening. Much.
6: How are you boys doing this fine, this fine evening?
0: It's been a rough couple of days. I've had a rough couple of days, but I'm settled in now. The vodka sprite zero has lifted my mood. Let's talk. Yeah, hope you're uh, well. First
6: off, if any of you guys watching uh, this atrocity in Miami, all these mongoloids spewing bullshit uh, on the GOP debate,
0: how am <laughs> I supposed to? How am I supposed to watch a debate and host a
6: Twitter X? Ex- well, it started. Show, it huh? started. It started about an hour and a half ago. I don't know if you you, you got in there a little early like I did. I got to be honest, I got the DVR
0: set, and I'll go through and listen to some of it probably tonight or tomorrow.
6: Yeah, do yourself a favor and don't do it. You're not missing much. They're all crazy. Um, Okay. So, against Missouri. Good segue. I think we're going to run the ball up, down, and around their throat. I think we're just going to run the ball and run the ball. And run the ball some more, and I think we're just going to overpower the Missouri Tigers. Does that sound Ooh. familiar? Because it should. Because that's what we do with we Josh Heupel.
1: We have redefined anatomy
6: Yeah, I, on, on, tonight so far. Is, so the first time the Vols played Missouri underneath Josh Heupel, we scored 60 points. And the time after that, we scored 62 points. And sure this, I
0: think it was sixty-two and sixty-six is what we're
6: working with yeah, so far. Yeah, something crazy like that. And th- th- we ran for. I, I
0: believe we're averaging sixty. I believe we're averaging 60, uh, sixty-four points. And we sixty-four to twenty-four. I believe is the average. I
6: believe one of these times we ran the ball four hundred yards. Four hundred and
0: fifty-eight. <laughs>
6: Good God! That was
0: uh, two thousand twenty-one in Missouri. Yeah. The last
6: time we went to Columbia, we ran for four
0: hundred fifty-eight yards.
6: And the last time I checked, that fucking dork Eli Drinkwitz is still the coach at Missouri. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's fucking same shit, different toilet. We're gonna fucking do it again. (laughs) There's no reason. I've seen some nega some negavals around. Be careful. And you know what? What's it for? We're we're Tennessee. They're Missouri. We're gonna beat the hell out of them.
0: Now, can we do the same thing we do to Kentucky and Van? Well, not even venerable. We do the same thing to Kentucky. Where we say they're Kentucky, we're Tennessee, we're always gonna win. Can we do that to Missouri?
6: It's Missouri. I know we've beaten them
0: five, yeah. beaten them five straight times, but it's not as one sided. It's not as one sided as Tennessee, Kentucky.
6: Last time I checked, Michael Sam isn't walking through that walking through that locker room. We're gonna beat Con- the hell out of them.
0: Condolences, condolences for you.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Jeez.
6: God damn, John. Look, uh, and, and you know, I know that BMVs underneath suspensions. So I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. How good did Nico Iamaliava look on Saturday? My he goodness. looked
5: sexy. He looked sexy.
6: My goodness,
5: he looked
1: smooth. He looked smooth. He
6: had eyes in the back of his head in the pocket. Whenever the pocket collapsed, he was smooth as a baby's ass, getting in and out of there, throwing the ball on the run. My God, next year's going to be real, real fun. Gonna be Can real. Can we get a song. Marcus
1: Freeman update? Can we get a Marcus Freeman
6: update? Uh, yeah. Um, I think got his uh, ass kicked by Davo. That's the update. Yeah. yeah uh, I think uh, I hope Sloth is expecting a uh, visitor from, uh, South Bend, Indiana, because he needs a prescription of the manhood, uh, refugee camp or whatever we're calling it now. Because he is disgusting. He's a great looking man, but a disgusting ball coach. Doesn't know how to coach.
0: I don't so know you're, he, I, you're I, ready to fire Marcus Freeman?
6: Personally, me, he should have been gone after they lost to Marshall last year. He's
1: not winning the recruiting battles. He's supposed to be winning either.
6: No, he's not. What does he do? Well, he doesn't do anything great. Uh, other than he looks great. I'll admit it. He's a good looking man. He is beautiful. Coach. He's beautiful. Yeah. Will, will
0: he reconvert or deconvert after he gets fired? That's the question.
6: I don't Did Is he Catholic?
1: Yeah, you have to be Catholic to be the head coach at Notre Dame. He had to convert.
6: I didn't know this. Wow. What huh.
0: a casual, Garrick. Yeah, you're out of here. Give me a score prediction yeah. on the way
6: out. Hey,
1: breaking, you have to be Mormon to be the head coach at BYU, FYI.
6: <laughs> Uh, I think it's gonna be 3517, big orange.
0: So three blowout predictions so far, Seth. Yeah. The Kentucky that- game, the Kentucky game, the Yukon game got people fired up. We didn't do one last week after the Kentucky game. I mean, I thought we had a good performance against Kentucky, of course. It was fun. A solid B. B B-plus, even. I'll give it a B-plus. I mean, I guess against UConn, it was an A-plus. I mean, that was as good as you could play, but it was, you know, UConn. But I will say, people's optimism is firing me up a little bit because I, I don't share it to that same level. But they are doing a decent job of getting me fired up. All right, let's grab uh, Mark. Mark's been waiting. What up, Mark? Hello,
7: John, Mark. Seth. How are we doing, boys?
1: Excellent. How are I'm you doing? Fantastic. Doing good.
7: Um, the one good thing about uh, going up to Como, you know, it is a little cold. But the one thing we've got going for us is some hot fucking chili.
6: <laughs> and, yep. and I'm we tell do you have something. hot chili right now. I'll
7: tell you something. You look at the past two years we played these du- these dudes. We have ran upside and down and around all over these motherfuckers. And that's not gonna change. <laughs> and you look at like the majority of games they played against at least a decent to, um, you know, elite or good level uh, competition. There's yards to be gained all around the field. And they're going up against the best rushing attack in the SEC and then I would say in college football in general. And I just think that we're going to be able to actually dominate these dudes in the trenches. And that's why I feel pretty confident. Seth?
1: I think we'll be able to run on them like crazy, too, because we run on everybody. Yeah,
7: but especially even more so. I mean, you even saw Drinkwitz uh, in this presser the other day. Like, he even looked defeated just coming out of that. Like, what did he say? I think he said that, um, That's like, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something like they've always done. Like, they've done it to us twice now, talking about how we've been able to run the ball at will. And um, I just feel like this is Jalen Wright and Dylan Sampson's game. Uh, Joe, he is what he is, but he has stepped up as of late. And I do like what I've seen. He's starting to actually hit and connect on those crossing routes, reutilizing squirrel speed. And uh, Dante Thornton's starting to break out a little bit. And uh, I think there will be opportunities to get some yak, some big yak plays. Um, I just think that most of all, I just – I don't know. I just feel confident in this game. Um, I do think it'll be a little bit closer than the blowout. I think something around like 41-30, 44-27, somewhere around there is kind of what I'm leaning towards. But uh, I just – I don't know, man. I guess it's just because I've seen us move the ball at will twice now against Missouri, and I just don't think Eli Drinkwitz has an answer for Josh Hopple's offense.
0: Seth, do you feel the same way? How, how much weight are you putting on... That's a on lot his...
1: of points. That's a lot of points for us to score. We have been scoring that many points.
0: How much weight do you put into like the 2021 performance in Columbia last time whenever Zero. they had... I mean,
1: Steve Wilks is defensive coordinator. Right. I mean, That's Steve Wilks
7: isn't there anymore.
1: They had Steve Wilks and we had Hennon Hooker, so I don't put much into That's it. That's
7: true. I agree with that. It's just that I, I, I think Missouri is a little bit fraudulent. You look at like Kind of the – like I said, you look at their schedule overall. I mean, they gave up 27 to Memphis and about lost that game. Um, And, I mean, they've not really beaten a quality opponent. And we haven't really either. (laughs) I mean uh, – The Kentucky game was so weird because that fake punt,
1: that was not even a good call. Right. It was kind of just lucky, a fluke play. I mean, it changed everything.
7: Right. Then he tried to give away the Kansas State game. They probably should have lost that one. Um, the dude, what was he made like a sixty-one yard field goal, <laughs> which was a long pretty one. fucking insane. But uh, I don't know, guys. Like I just feel confident going into this game. Um, I I think I think another thing that you got to factor in, too, we're coming off of a, a pretty damn easy. Game overall against UConn, and they just had a knockdown, dragout fight, and they had to kind of throw everything at the table just to lose to Georgia. And they're going to come in, I think, limping a little bit. And meanwhile, we're going to be pretty fresh. And
0: yeah, so I mean, like we, we saw in the past, past years, that you know, playing Alabama always derailed someone's season, right? You always wanted to play somebody after they played Alabama because chances were they were going to be beat up and bruised. Georgia has, has, of course, kind of carried that mantle. They're not as physical as they have been in years past, but they still beat you up. So I do think that's a fair point in terms of Tennessee gets to kind of rest against UConn, whereas Missouri has their heart broken and also gets their spirit broken a little bit against Georgia. That that should bode well for Tennessee.
7: Absolutely. We basically had a mini bye week. Absolutely. And I do think, like I said, obviously we're not as explosive offensively as we were last year. But I do think there's something to be said that you're starting to see Tennessee kind of peak a little bit on offense. Uh, What we can do well, we're starting to do well. Uh, And I think that Josh is coming up with, you know, better game plans of how to utilize Joe to the best of his ability. And, you know, he's been active in the design runs and he is starting to kind of connect and hit guys in stride. I just think as a as a unit, as a team, we're starting to play, you know, our best ball that we have so far this season, and I I just feel like this is a game we should win. Um, like I said, I don't know if it'll be a blowout. It could it could possibly be, but I like I said, I think somewhere between like ten to thirteen point win uh, is is on the table for the Big Orange. Because right, the one Mark. thing, one one last thing I wanted to say is that the one thing that Eli Drinkwitz has done is do the J-O-B to Tennessee, and that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a wrestling uh, reference, Seth, in case you what? aren't sure.
1: Uh, oh, I had no idea what he was saying.
0: Yeah, that's Thanks, why you, I, I filled you in. Let's grab eight. What up, brother? you got to unmute that mic down the bottom left. What's going on? Go once. Go in twice. Okay, now I've got your mic muted. Let's grab Peyton. Peyton, you're up next. What's up, Peyton? Unmute that mic down the bottom left. Can y'all hear me? I can. What's going on, brother? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, so with uh, – I think it was yesterday the day
5: before, Drinkowitz came out and said burden was questionable for the game. How much does that affect your possible outcomes? I know, I mean, he's one of the best receivers in the country. He got hurt during Georgia, and Lasseter really shut him down. Um, I guess how much do you think that affects uh, the Vols' chances of winning on Saturday?
1: Well, I think he's playing –
0: yeah, Seth, you've 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 said he's for sure playing I, I think he's playing. That you're not buying that. I think he, um, but I
1: think he was definitely not as good when he came back in last
0: weekend. Yeah, I think that's fair. I but think that's definitely fair, but I he, mean, he was pretty damn good when he played though.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was awesome up until I mean if he's hobbled, I think it is a big deal because I think he's awesome.
0: And we do think that if you know you can attack Tennessee's defense, the best way to do it is through the air, obviously. Mm.
1: I also think Theo Weese is pretty good too. Their other wide receiver.
5: Definitely agree. (laughs) And I think with I guess he I mean, especially with our injury with Kamal in the secondary, I think Drake would probably try to match up Burden or even Weiss now, if he's the number one guy. Burden's out to try to get those matchups. I mean, I would say Lolly's cornerback number one now. Um, And then it's a mix and match on the other side uh, who's playing hot. So definitely think it's affected, but definitely agree with y'all thinking burden's on the list, but I definitely think he's playing on Saturday.
0: Yeah, like to me, to me, like I still go back to the Kentucky game. Like, you know, that was – a pretty bad performance from our secondary. Like we kind of got picked apart. Now I know we were playing kind of soft zone and we were kind of trying to just kind of load up the box and make sure that we didn't get beat deep. We tried to keep everything in front of us and really stop Kentucky's run. But, you know, Kentucky was moving the ball through the air on us pretty easily. We just did a good job of stopping them in the red zone and on some key fourth downs. I think Missouri's receivers, even if burden is, you know, 75, 80%, I think their wide receivers are much better than what we went up against at Kentucky. I mean, I don't think that's even a debate. I mean, I know I'm saying the obvious there, but that 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 worries me a little bit.
5: Yeah, especially. I mean, similar to Kentucky, I think having at least a solid running back in Schrader, uh, compared to, similar to Ray Davis, um, definitely, I think Tennessee will probably try to load the box and keep Brady Cook to third and longs to make him make plays. Uh, but it's a matter of fact of is Tim Banks going to sit in soft zone or is he going to trust his corners and his safeties to man up and try to take away those short passes?
1: Let's hope he doesn't sit back in zone. Let's let's fervently hope that he brings the house.
0: Do you think we can guard them in man? No. no so, I, so so, we might have to sit back in zone. But, we, I, think, but I know well, I what think, you mean I, in terms of zone I, blitzes. I know what you mean in terms of we got to bring some pressure. I
1: just, like, I hate death. Like, I hate watching our defense. Like, the zone thing is just like, okay, they're going to score a touchdown in 10 plays. Why not just bring the house and try to get a sack or force an interception? We've seen it for years now. This team cannot sit back.
0: No. No, they can't.
1: And so I know exactly what you're saying. I just get bored and sad, and I hate being bored.
0: Now, I will say that in the past, I kind of agreed with your mentality because, hey, get the ball out of the net and go down yes, and get and your own bucket. This
1: year. It's different this year.
0: It's different this year for sure. So I do think that, like, you know, because against Kentucky, we let them go on those long drives, but they didn't score touchdowns. So, like, we did make them nickel and dime us, but much like we've kind of fallen victim to this year, they couldn't score in the red zone. I looked it up on the radio show today, Seth. We rank, like, I think 113th in terms of touchdowns in the red zone. percentage. How sad. How sad. Yeah, we were first last year. Man, that's sad. Anything else, Peyton?
4: That's all for me. Appreciate
5: y'all, boys. Hopefully Thank you, brother, se- Peyton. Hopefully we're celebrating a win come Saturday night.
0: Amen. Hopefully we are playing a big, big game next weekend against Georgia. Talk to you later, Peyton. Wide open if anybody wants to hop on. I don't know what happened with uh, Ari. He couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. He dipped. Brought shame to me. Brought shame to himself. Just kidding. A lot of optimism. The UConn game did its job. I do wonder if how the vibes would be after the Kentucky game if we went right into the Missouri game. Because, like, we did play our best, most complete, dominant game of the season, obviously, on Saturday. And Joe Milton has done a couple things that we've been begging. We have been begging for him to throw across the middle of the field. He hit a deep pass to Squirrel finally. We have been begging for him to run, and he has been running lately. And it's opened the offense up so much. All right, let's get uh, BMV on here. BMV, what's up, brother? bmv what's up what's happening it's good to hear oh you nothing bitch have you forgotten that you're suspended you're out of here let's get <laughs> brizzy <laughs> what's up brizzy what's up buddy you are not suspended you are a guest of honor well,
8: well i do appreciate that thank you for having me this evening how you boys doing Doing good. How are you? Doing well. I just want to I'll let you know I finished your podcast uh, a little while ago, and uh, you know another banger. Uh, you never, you never miss, John. And it, you and Seth, the Reeds Ranch Podcast. Ranch. Yep. It's uh, amazing, amazing content. And so, like you know, I'm I'm ready for this weekend. I'm go- I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I, I'm really feeling pretty positive about this game. Um, I know I know we like to like um, make fun and talk, but like I think Joe, like you said, he needs a B game. And the only part I would like change is I think he has to have it in both halves. So he has to have a B in first half, B in the second half. But I'm, would you take an A in one half and a C in the second half to average out to a B? Oh, um, you know. You didn't see that question coming, I did didn't. you? I um, not That's why you're a host of the podcast, and I'm just and i just a listener. Um, but I would have to go. I would take – I would take <laughs> – <I would take, laughs> i, say, I would... straight face with this long <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but anyway um what do we uh the only thing i'm worried about this weekend honestly is just josh's uh, record on the road which we all know hasn't been the greatest and you've pointed that out many times and um and so but outside of that i'm, I'm pretty positive i think joe's gonna have a decent game and i think we're going to run the ball all over the place i think we're going to fix the red zone something's got to give and i think And I think Jalen Wright's going to have 150 by himself.
0: All of that sounds great. Jalen Wright looked great against Kentucky. But even in the red zone, like we talked about, Brizzy, we had to kick four field goals. Like, I hope when you say something's got to give that you're right. But, like, that was the game that Joe Milton was running the ball in. For some reason, and I think I know the reason, I, I think it's because of lack of, you know, being able to fit the ball into tight windows in the red zone and anticipate throws. We just haven't been able to get as effective as running the ball, though. Like, I mean, I guess they're selling out in the red zone. You know, I obviously don't watch film and look at the coach's view of it and everything, but that would make sense to me if they're just selling out to stop the run and challenging our wide receivers to get open and challenging Joe to make anticipatory throws. And so far, we haven't been able to do that. But at the same time, I feel like Josh has been pretty conservative in the red zone as well, because I, I don't think he you know, fully trust that a mistake won't happen.
1: Can you imagine I, actually watching film?
0: Yeah, not being a coach without being someone like coaching? No, I cannot imagine that. Like, I, I like watching the – I like when people say they watch film and they just mean like they're watching the YouTube video or like the TV broadcast and they're calling it film. Not not really the same thing. Not really the same thing. Go ahead, Brizzy. Well, well,
8: um, well
0: I can't remember what I was going to say, but – that's why I'm the host, and you're just a listener.
8: Yes, sir. But one thing that's just absolutely making me red that I'm not looking forward to on Thanksgiving, guys. You know, like you know, everybody's like worried about talking politics, the family you coming in, you know, out of town and stuff. Sure. I, am not, I I am not looking forward to having the heated Nico debate. I got family members <laughs> that is going to go to bat for Joe Milton, and I am going to be so red. I'm going to be stuffing my face with turkey. I'd rarely eat carbs and sugar, and I'm just going to be mad. We can tell. The, you
1: look like a million dollars.
8: And I'm just going to be so mad that there's going to be people there telling me how great Joe Milton. Oh, how great he was at Alabama. How great this, how great that. Oh, Josh knows that. what's best.
0: He, well, you, you know what, Brizzy? You better, hope, you better hope that Joe wins the next two then. You better hope he beats Missouri and at least plays well and gives you a chance against Georgia. That way, maybe you can at least bite your tongue and say, yeah, you're right. He looks great. Dude,
8: I would love to, shush, to just not wish Nico, we had Nico. Like, like I mean, I was all in on Joe. I'll admit it. I loved him. I still think he's a great guy. He just, uh, just I'm really looking forward to, no, I'm not looking forward to defending Nico, but I'm just not looking forward to listening to the idiots. It just makes me red, boys. And another thing, let me just get this off my chest after after listening. Because because John, like I, I listen to everything. So that you know, I know how you like that from your listeners. So, you know, yeah. I listened earlier. And I mean, if you're pulling for Lane Kiffin to beat freaking Georgia this weekend, go to the gay bridge and jump off. Let me that is just ridiculous. it's not called the gay bridge, it's called the gay street bridge. Well, no, it's gay after they jump off of it. Because it's no longer because it's no longer. Anyway, we're gonna get into that. But anyway, um, outside of the, but just don't pull for Ole Miss. Don't Lane Kiffin thinks he has a psychological hold and like people love him and would love him to come back. No, he left in the middle of the night. Brizzy, Brizzy, really we, we
0: gotta root for him this weekend because we need them to beat Georgia. I don't think people are rooting for Lane. They're rooting for Georgia to lose. They're rooting Dude. for Eli last week. This oh this God. isn't this isn't a Lane thing this weekend. It's a it's a gotta beat. Got to beat, got to have Georgia lose one one game. But you,
8: you root for a hole in the ground before you root for Georgia to fucking <laughs> right. lose. All right, all right. You're out I of I love here, you Brizzy. so
1: much, brother Brizzy. I love you so much.
8: Y'all have a blessed evening. You, you too. as
0: well. Usually I agree about the whole Lane Kevin thing, but you, you got to have them beat Georgia this weekend to have a chance in the East. It's not like people are lamed up. The lane train isn't like, you know, taking on passengers. Although I do hate that he like t- tweeted that story like about Tennessee fans rooting for a, an enemy. Yeah. That's annoying. Let's grab sloth. Sloth, welcome in. How are you, my brother? I'm doing well, John. How are you? I'm doing okay. You don't sound well. You sound a little you sound a little peeved. It's been You're a strange
2: It's been a strange week, John.
0: Talk to strange, me about it. It's been a strange week. The time change it messes with everybody in different ways. What's going on for you?
2: My kids are waking up at ungodly hours.
0: Yeah, mine yeah. are too.
2: Yeah, well, good thing, good, good, good thing I'm supporting, sending them to private school.
0: <laughs> <That's right>. Patreon.com/slash. <laughs> we, we
1: appreciate you every
2: day. We appreciate you every day, Brother Sloth. Been, been working my ass off usual. my My Cowboys got
0: bent over on uh,
2: Sunday afternoon.
0: I had Cowboys plus three and a half, and that dumb bitch Dak stepped out of bounds with a two point conversion. So uh. it, it, it's truly a
2: blessing, John. It's truly a blessing in my life right now. The volunteers are the only thing that give me an erection anymore. And how 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 many times in the last twenty five years can you say that? Not a lot. Not many.
0: Not, Not many. Well, at least you're getting you're getting hard thinking about Joe and Jalen and and Josh. At least you got that going for you because you'd be in a bad place without them. It sounds like I would I wouldn't be a man without the
2: volunteers right now, John.
0: Tough to swallow.
2: Really? Tough toe to swallow. Truly, truly is. Truly is. The uh, the the manhood center is boarded up. We've got we got vacancy for days. The boys the boys packed up before the Kentucky game. They said their goodbyes. We hugged. We cried a little. And I sent him off to Lexington, and Joe Joe turned back at me with a tear in his eye, and he said, I'm not coming back.
0: Thanks for everything, he said.
2: He said, thanks for everything. He answered the call.
0: He is another manhood center success story. First was Kamal Haddon, then it was Kamal Tim Haddon. Banks. Tim Kamal- Banks is coaching good – Tim Banks is coaching a top 20 defense right now, efficiency wise. Kamal and Tim Tim have statues here. They've got got statues. A success story. Rehabilitated. A true success story. Sorry, I was sipping. I'm sipping on some white claw hard seltzer.
2: Yeah, I, I wish I had some white claw hearts. I'm sipping on something that Elon Musk should study to fuel his rockets. This this shit is terrible tonight. It's <laughs> truly awful. Sloth can we get a. I love your
1: your geopolitical takes. Can we get Can we get your update on Israel and Palestine?
0: Well. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, Tennessee. Sloth, call back in. Go back in a little
1: while,
0: Slo. Okay. Yeah. Call back in. I'll let you give your geopolitical take in, in thirty minutes or so. Uh,
2: I'll I'll see you in. I've got I've got some things that are I want to say, but
0: I need the pause was too long. The pause was too long. I'm gonna let you gather your thoughts because uh, Seth put you on the spot. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you gather your thoughts. <laughs> All right, I'll be back in a few minutes. Let's grab Bob, our best friend, Bob. Two-time graduate of the University of Tennessee. Hello, Bob.
9: Hello, John. Hello, Seth.
1: How you boys doing this evening? It's a blessing every day I get to hear your voice, and I mean
9: that sincerely. Uh, likewise, Seth. It's a, uh, it's a bright, sunny day, even when it's uh, past daylight savings time and it's pitch black outside. I can see that sun shun, sun shining when I hear your voice, Seth.
0: Thank you. I guess I'm doing good too.
9: I'm glad to hear that, John. Yeah. Excited for uh, excited to head to Como this weekend.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, Missouri is the is two of the three coldest times I've ever been in my life, or two of the four coldest times I've ever been in my life. The 2015 abortion of a game that we won. When I went to watch the Titans play the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. Those are the two times. The other two times was when I went to New England and one cold night when I was younger, whenever my parents had gotten divorced and I was staying at my dad's house and he didn't have any heat and we didn't have any blankets really after the move and I had to sleep under the mattress. Those were the four coldest times I've ever been in my life. So no, I'm not looking forward to going to Missouri this weekend, to be honest. I know,
9: but you do what you, you do what you have to do, John. And you put up, you put on for the balls every day, and uh, you know, just I want you to know that us out here, we appreciate the sacrifices you uh, you make on our behalf. And uh, yeah, Missouri. Uh, as you're telling that story, I was kind of going down memory lane myself. This has been kind of a uh, this has been the a dog shit series. Um, we played some really shitty games um, with Missouri since they've since they've come into the league ten years ago.
0: Was it the very first game that was exciting that we lost the yes. fifth goal? Like that was the very first game we played. We again. were up yeah.
1: big at halftime.
0: Yeah, and I feel like every game since then has pretty much been a snooze fest. Yeah, the first except game I guess were... I guess twenty was it twenty fourteen. 2014, that Butch, you know, blew, that we blew a bowl game as six-point favorites, and he mismanaged the end of the game so badly oh. Then we had, like, the three onside kicks or whatever it was. Yes. Yeah, that I one mean, was okay, we, too, I guess.
9: We, we had that fake punt, though, that was awesome, and I thought I was sure we were going to win, and then we just got our shit pushed in the rest of the game. Awful. Fake field
0: goal, I believe it was. I believe it was, it was a fake field goal.
9: Alex
1: Ellis Alex yep.
9: Ellis. Alex Ellis, yep. the, the legend.
1: diabetic tight end.
9: <laughs> diabetic tight end, that's... That really sums up the post-Fulmer era better, and <laughs> it's three words: diabetic tight end. Mark,
0: Mark Andrews, Andrews is a diabetic, just for the record.
9: <laughs> he's
0: pretty uh, good. Mark Mark Andrews diabetic. Uh,
9: that that 2012 game was was memorable to me because my little brother, who is still at high school at the time, visited me um, at UT and sat in the student section with me and my buddy, and we. Um, we have gotten very frustrated during that game with, uh, you know, the South and Surrey defense we came to know. Um, so we instituted a policy in the stands where anytime anything good or bad would happen, we would rear up and just open slap the shit out of each other, just right
0: across the face. Um... <laughs> That makes sense for why you were abusing me at the Hawks game that one time. You kept hitting me at the Hawks game after things, so now it makes sense.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's my uh, – I guess that's a toxic trait when I get stressed <laughs> out at, at, at football games. Um,
0: you beat the shit out of people. Noted.
9: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, should, I should talk to somebody about that. Uh, anyway, the game this weekend, um, I'm very excited for this one. I think it's a very even matchup, and um, – it's it's one where there's not a lot on the line, but it feels like there's a lot on the line. I really want to solidify ourselves as kind of the best of the non-Georgia teams in the division. And, and I feel like this is a game we kind of have to win to do that. So it feels big in that respect.
0: Well, you say there's not a lot on the line, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you're only talking about championships, then yeah, I guess you're right. But, you know, Tennessee still could win 10 games, still could technically win the East. And if you're Missouri and Tennessee, you're trying to avoid losing streaks, right? Like if you're Missouri and you turn around and lose back-to-back weeks against the teams in the East that you maybe don't compare yourself to, but that you're chasing, that would kind of take a lot of the wind out of yourselves, right? If, if Georgia beats you, then you turn around and lose to Tennessee at home, that's tough. And vice versa, if you're Tennessee and you lose yeah. to Missouri, then you got to turn around and play Georgia. Then all of a sudden, you most likely have lost two in a row and you're not feeling good so there is something on the line in that regard yeah eight and four would be an absolute gut punch um for sure and if you're Missouri like you play Tennessee then you play Florida and add Arkansas so like maybe you win those other two games but there'd be a lot of pressure on Eli so there is a lot a lot on the line for that regard
9: yeah that's very true and uh I do feel good about it though I do think that uh Brother Mason Taylor, one of the leading intellectual lights in uh, the Reeds Ranch Discord, uh, coined a term earlier today. Uh, He trademarked the term, uh, the leap. And uh, I do believe that Joe Milton has made the leap, gentlemen. Um, All it took was five years and
0: seven games, but it's happened.
9: Listen, we spent the last six or seven weeks making fun of it, but... But but nine games into his sixth year of college football, I think I think Joe Milton has figured it out, and it really just all it's it, it, and it's just so frustrating because it was such a simple solution all along. But as soon as he committed to running the ball and being a threat with his legs, it seems you know there's still problems with the offense. They have talked about the red zone, but. We're not out there just running it up the middle and throwing screen passes anymore. It seems like there's a little bit of variety in the play calling, yeah. And dare I say, and it was UConn, but for the first time since the Clemson bowl game, uh, I felt like we saw we saw fast, fun, and real, and uh, it was exciting. It was it it definitely. That shitty non-com game, and that's why we'll never give up our shitty non-com games. Uh, It kind of made it move. It kind of made it move.
0: So you are fully on board. You are fully bought back in, it sounds like. Two weeks ago, you you were a cow licking salts in the field. But now you have fully bought into that being the best part of life. You have fully realized that life is good. Things are good. You have confidence in Joe Milton, it sounds like.
9: I must have confidence. I mean, Joe Milton's been playing well. He's been playing very efficiently. Uh, I still have too many scars of watching him play football to say I I have 100% confidence in him. But what makes me more confident is seems it seems like we've gotten back to uh, scheming our receivers 25 yards open on any given play. And um, seeing them hit a few of those touchdowns the past few weeks is what's 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 probably given me the most confidence and a lot of them came versus UConn, but we had uh we had one versus Kentucky. I believe we had one against Alabama, and uh, I don't think we were seeing those earlier in the season. Early. Well, I I, I don't think, think the touchdown there. against
0: I don't think the touchdown against Kentucky was a schemed open. I think that was a the wide receiver broke the defensive back's ankles if you watch the replay because he put a nice little double move on and that guy fell down. And it was wide open, but it was just a straight go route, or not straight go route, because I just said he put a move on him. But you know what I mean? It was just a one guy on the side that ran straight and got open.
9: Well, either way, our receivers are, are, are playing better, which I think is. Oh, for sure. A, yeah, for sure. You know, I think we want to give credit to Joe Milton. I think a lot of us were very hard on Joe Milton on our. No, I feel a little bit guilty about that, but I, don't. I think you're keeping I don't. more. Well, Seth, you're. You, you're a man, I won't say you're hard of heart, but but you know, you know what needs to be done and and I'm a I'm a little bit more of a sensitive boy than you,
0: Seth, so
1: I don't think you need to apologize for any take you had. He was terrible. He's terrible.
0: He is playing better now and He's playing
1: better now. That's all that matters for right now.
0: It, it's all that matters now. I do think that you know, he's in the position that he can lose at any moment, right? Like, or lose it at any moment is what I'm trying to say. Like, kind of like how Garantano won some people over, and then all of a sudden he had one bad game, and everyone's back to hating him. Like, it is it is almost a game-by-game basis for it Joe. Is. It is. It,
4: it,
1: I don't think it's almost. I think it is yeah. 100%.
0: Like, if he plays bad against Missouri or plays average against Missouri, all this goes out the window. But if he strings together another good performance, then he's going to buy another week.
9: It's funny you mention uh, Garantana because as soon as you said that, all I could think about was the game against Missouri where he threw for like 450 yards or something, and we scored like 13 points. He had,
0: of one three, he had three. He had three 100 yard receivers, and I believe it was Callaway making every catch on the sideline, every one on one catch.
9: And I think we scored like 20 points maximum that game. God, we've played 10 games you. against Missouri. Um,
0: <laughs> there haven't been I'll any let's... good ones. You are exactly right. There have been no good ones since 2014. God. All right, I'll let some other people get in here. I'll talk to you I better. love you, brother
1: Bob, so much.
0: See you, Bob. Okay, it looks like Slop is back. He has gathered his thoughts, Seth. Sloth, you're back up. Capiquitic, you're up next. Listen, here
2: is here's what you do with Israel and Palestine. All right, you ready? You you put twenty four hours Overwatch tactical aircraft. All
0: right, Capiquitic, you're up next.
4: <laughs> I I missed the end of Sloth's uh, Israel. You, you're 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 up next. You're okay, up next. I, I, I guess he got cut off. Uh, first of all, it was Rizzy freaking serious earlier saying he's not going to cheer for Ole Miss against Georgia. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard Everything on any of these faces since we started.
1: He was he was killing me. I could just tell he was trying not to crack up that entire
4: phone call. I mean, that's an insane take to have a hatred for five coaches ago. Let it go. And We and, and it helps Tennessee. And, it's, that's an insane take.
0: I don't think he means it. I think he is for bit, sure rooting for Ole Miss this week. It, it's, it's just a bit. bit. You can't take anything Brizzy says seriously. Okay. Fair enough. Guys,
4: we're going to win this weekend. No no, no worries there. And, and as you know, I have predicted the last four straight. We didn't do the UConn uh, base last week, but I, I would have uh, safely predicted a three there. So we're gonna win this weekend, and and I'm I don't play for the team, so I can look ahead. i my eyes are squarely on the Bulldogs. Okay, <laughs> these pastures, guys, this is my life. <laughs> We've got to beat these guys. We've, I'm so tired of this. I live down in Georgia. Can't deal with these people anymore. You are down
0: in Georgia. You are dealing with them every day.
4: Dealing with them. My friends went there. I grew up here. My sister went there. I'm the only. I'm the lone wolf that went to Tennessee. So I got to deal with these people nonstop. And, and it was fine. I mean, I had 1980 trash for 40 years. It was fine. But the last two years, you know, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. we got, we got to win that we, game. So, I'm trying not to them, them
0: three-peating would be the ultimate mic drop. Yeah. Becoming the first team in modern football history, the first team in 90 years to three-peat. Nobody would ever be able to tell them anything ever again, even Alabama. I mean, I've already, I've already let them know their two championships
4: are, are are fraudulent. If you think about it, now with the Michigan cheating scandal in South Carolina last year is completely out the window. John, and I know you don't want to talk about it, but it's important. <laughs> also
0: important to note that you know Alabama lost their two best receivers, so that is a good. point. And I was
4: going right there with twenty-one. Both are completely fraudulent. So let's knock them off this year. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get the reins back, and, and we can move forward. John, are, are the Hawks one of the five best teams in the NBA? I've
0: been waiting for you to ask. Uh, five best? I'll say I'm not ready to go there yet until Trey starts making some goddamn jump shots. Well, that's the beauty. But of it. We are, yeah. we are, we are very deep and we are very good. And Quinn Snyder is a is a monster, but we can be top five if uh, Trey starts hitting some jumpers again. He's shooting what twenty seven percent from three.
4: He's he's been horrendous, and that's the beauty yeah. of this is is we haven't needed him. For the first time well I know yet.
0: but we, we we are eventually gonna need him to be a top five team. But anyways. Is. Agreed. Understood.
4: Uh that's all I got, boys. I'll, I'll let you go. John and Seth, love you both.
0: Keep I love good. you, buddy. I love you, buddy. Always a pleasure, my friend. Well, because I've made a rule that my, my our best patrons, Seth their high dollar patrons, can do whatever they want. Patreon.com slash Ranch. Let's uh let's, let's let's grab sloth. He says he's got something to say. All right, let's hear it. What's up, Sloppy? Hey, John, how's it
2: going, buddy? How are you doing tonight? Uh, good, good. How doing are good? you? Doing very well. It's good to talk to you finally. <clears throat> Get to, uh, this is a pl- real pleasure to call in. First time, long time. Uh, really would like to see uh, brother Capiquitic join the Discord. He needs to be a paying patron, he calls in quite often, loves to talk. Uh, I- I'd love to see him on uh, du- on
0: the channel Durago's. D- D- what, h- however, the hell you say it, we'll put him in the Durago's <laughs> channel. We could always use some some hawks back, uh, some hawks uh, reinforcements. So, yeah, got the check. <laughs> Is that how you say that word? I don't know. No, no, it's Dur. De- it's Durago. It's Durago. 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 named after our brother Andrew Durago, who just randomly picked a team to cheer for. Because many people in the Discord, who have their in a, uh, their NBA alliances, they just randomly picked them too and try to have excuses like, "Oh, I had class with Gerard Mayo, so now I'm a Patriots fan." <laughs> So it's named no, in honor of him. The Super Bowl. All right. No. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Ne-
2: next item. Uh, next item on the agenda. I would like to have a quick moment of silence for BMV, who is not able to speak tonight. Yeah, he is serving
0: a suspension. Moment,
2: one moment of silence,
0: please. Everyone, be quiet, please.
2: Okay. Thank you. Um, all right. Now we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk balls football right now joe milton the like i said like i was trying to say earlier before i was uh interrupted with a presidential uh debate question on uh israel palestine in which the answer is is truly i would just i would unload a uh uh, a pallet of soccer balls and old american dvds is what would probably bring uh peace to that region but uh, other than that i got i got nothing Now, moving on to the to the balls, which I again, I have stated, they, they are the only team left in my Rolodex that gives me any reason to continue on this blue marble that we call Earth. Uh, Joe Milton is going to roll into Faro Field on Saturday. Joe Robin of Loxley Milton. And he's he's going to be wielding that bow. He's going to shoot Bows and arrows with his with his good friend Little John <laughs> aka Jalen Wright right at how, right how, at Eli Dorkowitz's cool face.
0: Do we have a uh, Legolas in this scenario? He's he's a bone arrow guy, right? No? Different different nerd thing.
1: He he is. Little John is Robin Hood's buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, okay, I was just thinking of people with bows and arrows, like Katniss from Hunger Games. Yeah. I'm just thinking of people who shoot bow and arrows. Um, hunters, hunting deer, a lot of our redneck friends probably. Dylan, huh? Dylan probably shoots a bow. Hot Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs>
2: hot Jennifer Lawrence. She shoots bows and arrows.
0: Well, that's Katniss. I already shouted her out. Although, I don't know, is she hot? Is Jennifer
2: Lawrence well, hot? Well, she used to be before she got her face worked on, and now she's... uh. She looks like a fucking a doll from the Build-A-Bear store.
1: <laughs> we finally found a one-woman slot. Does not
2: think it's a smoke show. It's Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, L. new Jennifer Lawrence. New, Jen- old, new Jennifer. Old Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, the fappening Jennifer Lawrence. Now that girl can get it. <laughs> I never, yeah. I never saw those pictures. Yeah, Sure, yeah, <laughs> me neither, Seth.
0: <laughs> never forget. Never forget Seth and his uh, Demi Lovato pictures. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a different Anything song. else, Sloth?
2: Uh, you know, I'll call back. I'll call back. I'll call back. I'll call
0: back. All right, we're we're wide open. If anybody wants to talk, I'm watching the Lakers. They're down thirty to the Rockets. My God, this is worse than when I was watching WNBA. Hey, hey, hey. he's got stink. Does anybody else think Rui Hachimura and Todd Kelly Jr. look similar? They look exactly alike. (laughs) They have the exact same face. They look exactly alike. I'm glad that you agreed. I'm glad somebody agreed. Because every time I see either one of them, I I work out with Todd sometimes at the Y. And every time I see him, I think of, of Rui. And every time I watch the Lakers, I think of Todd. Every time. Twins. All right. It's been an hour. I've said all I need to say. Talk sports every day from 12 to 3. The Reeds Ranch podcast on most Tuesdays, although I didn't get it up until today. My bad. But uh, we're here for you guys. For you guys to talk. Oh, God. Sloth's back already. All right. Let's hear it. Save the show, Sloth. Buy some time for somebody else to talk. What do you got for us? Okay.
2: Last last thing I was going to say, John, and, and Brother Seth. There, a couple things. We, we all... Love when Joe Milton runs on the field doing his air his best airplane. What I what I see from Joe Milton over the next few games the, is Joe Milton is going to airplane his way onto the field like the nineteenth hijacker and absolutely tear up what is in front of him. And, and if I mean, do you bleed orange? Or are you a cuckold? That is what you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself. Do you bleed orange? Or do you let your wife drive you to date night? Do you bleed orange? Or do you make your wife's bull a sandwich when he's done with her? That's all I'm asking, John.
0: I bleed orange.
2: I bleed orange too, brother Slob. I bleed orange. That's that's good. That's good.
0: Now I don't make sandwiches.
2: Now I will leave you, gentlemen. And I know my brother, my good friend, and, and brother Seth Hughes is a man of history. Seth, I will ask you this question: What, what did our our King Napoleon write to his lover Josephine as he was a ri- riding away to battle? Do you know?
1: He wrote like a million letters. He wrote l- millions
2: of love letters. Yes, he did. They were all very powerful. well. When when Joe Milton left the Manhood Center a couple of weeks ago, he left a letter that was addressed to Eli Drinkowitz on his bunk and it said sloth please deliver this hand deliver this to Eli Drinkwitz you know you know our basketball team the other night they were talking on on the uh, tv about the books they have read and it, it appears it appears our our basketball team is very well read well uh, it also appears that our our quarterback is very well read he studies history He's, he is a student of war, of battle, of history, and it appears that he has studied Napoleon. So he wrote a letter to Eli Drinkwitz that is parallels what Napoleon wrote his lover, Josephine. When he was riding off to battle, he wrote Josephine and he said, I will be back in three days' time. Do not wash. <laughs> And that's what Joe Milton has told Eli Drinkwitz. Don't wash. Because we're coming.
1: Yep.
2: He also called Josephine's
1: a vagina. He had a name for it.
0: What was the name? Was it Eli Uh, Drinkwitz?
1: It was like the French version of Eli Drinkwitz. Sounds about right.
2: Eli, don't wash. Balls. 24. Tigers.
0: 15. Good night.
4: Wait. <laughs>
0: Wait. After all of that, you said we scored 24 points? <laughs> after all of that, after that, after that five-minute soliloquy about Napoleon's letters, Joe Milton's going to Columbia to score 24 points? How funny would that be? You know, if we scored 24 points and win, it is what it is, but I'm just saying, like, it you know, so I, the, the implication of don't Wash is that he's coming, coming to do something nasty and, and 24 points is not nasty. (laughs) Sounds pretty nasty. If we hold them to 15 points, it sounds like Tim Banks is the one that actually came and got nasty. All right, Seth, final thoughts.
1: I think Tennessee wins, but I don't think we score 40
0: points. You think Tennessee wins, but we don't score 40 points. Yeah, I don't think we need 40 points to win. Yeah. Yeah,
1: 35
0: to 31. 35 to 31. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what my score prediction is yet. Tune in Friday on Talk Sports from 12 to 3. Uh, I'm leaning towards a win, obviously. But I don't know what the score is going to be. And I don't know what my level of confidence is just yet.
1: I hate giving score predictions. It's just like...
0: Yeah. I gave one one time... For the Arkansas Tennessee game in 2015 and nailed it perfectly. And I haven't like or 2016, I guess. 2015. And I haven't like given out predictions since then. I should have retired on top. Seth, I love you. I'll talk to you uh next week. Appreciate all the listeners. Appreciate Sloth for carrying uh, a lot of the way on the show. If you listen if you missed any of it, check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Reeds Ranch. Patreon.com slash Reeds Ranch. Seth, I'll talk to you, brother. All right, love you too, buddy. Bye bye. See you both.